work-life integration has sort of been realizing that work sometimes feels like work and it feels like a struggle and it feels like you have to walk uphill and on those days you give yourself grace because you've built the systems in place that things can run. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose, I hated my job, I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself non-stop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I am so excited today to be sitting here with Emily McDonald and Ankita Terrell. Emily McDonald started Island in LA out of a rolling rack in her living room in 2009. She raised venture capital and grew it to a seven-figure business before pivoting in 2020 to an online business. And Ankita was a fellow in venture capital and has worked across venture-backed startups, a massive analytics firm, and in a nonprofit. She's directed millions of dollars of funding towards socially conscious businesses, working with companies such as Google, Microsoft, S&P, and others. Now they are both co-founders to My Founders Circle, which is a community that supports female founders while they start, grow, and scale their companies. And I'm so excited to talk to them today because as you guys might know, I've started several businesses in the past myself, and I'm sure some of you are also interested in becoming entrepreneurs. And as female entrepreneurs, we have to stick together. So without further ado, here's Emily and Ankita. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's awesome to be able to connect this way with us in all different places. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, yeah, we're super excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Just to share like a little bit of additions to the bios you just gave. So I started my first company in 2009 in LA, the Stylist LA, um, women's clothing rentals. So that was pre-Rent the Runway. And then we competed with them heavily um, and launched and scaled it to a seven-figure business raised over a million in venture capital. Long, long, long story short, um, it was very difficult mental health wise. And then the pandemic hit. So I say that because I think it's an important part of the story to share that starting and scaling a company is not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, and that's what motivated me to want to start helping female founders. And then Ankita and I met and um, we felt there was a huge need in the market for a community for female founders to be supported as they launch and scale companies. So so one thing I want to add to, right, is that that there are key differentiator. And the reason we wanted to start a community together is because we felt like that was that tactical piece missing from the way that founders are often spoken to about getting to whatever their goal is. It's the six figure, seven figure, eight figure mark. Um, we really wanted to be that tactical support, those sort of CEOs and co-founders for hire. We love mindset work. We do it all day, every day ourselves, but we do think that that doesn't get you there. 
that is the baseline and the foundation. And then you need the strategy. So yeah, we joke that mindset alone can't get you to a six or seven figure business. It can't. Um, one thing we want to point out is that our community, my founder circle is free. So anyone can join it. And then we do workshops or like we can be hired for paid one-on-one work. Um, but the community itself is free and we do like advanced learning. Like we have incredible, um, webinars that we host. We do fireside chat with founders. We do like advanced learning, a lot of activity in the community. So we really aim to be a support system for anyone that wants to start a business or starting or scaling a business. And we have it free because we don't want money to be a barrier to entry for them. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing a little bit more color about it. And I think you guys hit the nail on the head with when it comes to being a business owner and being one that wants to scale to a high level, there are not too many other people in your close circle that are going to do the same thing. So you guys bringing women together that are wanting to have those goals and wanting to really pursue that is super key. And, and I love it. I think this is great. And I'm definitely going to be joining after (laughs) joining the community afterwards. Um, yeah. And, and Kita, I, something that you said about the tactical support was, was very key too, because here on grow to be free, I feel like there's a lot of things that we could, we could talk about mindset, but a lot of, like you said, with personal growth and also with business, you kind of have to know like, hey, well, these are like the actual things that need to be done, like step one, step two, step three. A lot of people just don't know where to start. So I love how you guys saw that need in the market and are now filling that need because that is just really important and, and oftentimes why a lot of people fail. Can I also add one more thing? The biggest thing, in addition yeah. to giving people the resources, giving them the tools, bringing all the support that we can is we also hold people accountable to actually get what they say they want. Um, because I think so much of entrepreneurship is is like the grind is sort of glamorized and we don't want the grind to be glamorized anymore. We don't want any anyone to feel like they have to burn out to then recover from it to be successful. Um, so, so yeah, just, just to say like, we're just providing a safe space to, to learn and grow together without the drama, without putting us in the spotlight. Like, you know, obviously we love doing things like this, but as far as possible, it's not about us. Um, it's really about the community and the people that we serve. Right. And I think it's I important that. to add that like, I burned out really hard with my last company. So I talk about it a lot because I think it's really important. It was really difficult. I worked all the time. I lived, breathed, eat, sleep, slept my company. I defined my whole worth on how my company was doing. And then I burnt out hard. So we come from a perspective of like, we want you to work hard, but what are your true goals? And are we really working towards those? And do you really need to be working 80 hours a week? You probably don't actually. Um, so I think that's important, but I do agree that like giving people the steps to start businesses, a lot of times we find people are paralyzed and they procrastinate because of it. So we really focus on, you know, what tactically do you need to do to start a business? Like what, are, what is your roadmap look like? What is your plan? What is your to-do list? What's your monthly, weekly, daily to-do list? And how can we hit those? And I think that just really helps founders feel less alone and like they have a true plan. Yeah, that's great. 
And uh, man, your story resonates with mine too. I totally burnt myself at a really young age running businesses that actually didn't really align with me. And I really liked the, the sentence you guys have on your website that says that you care deeply about helping women build successful businesses while building a work-life integration that is intentional, true to your values, and grounded in your goals. That sentence stood out to me so much because I feel like it really touches on that. You know, you want to build a business that is actually aligned with you and actually is going to lead you to the success that makes you happy inside is kind of how I, how I look at it. And, and, and you're right. We shouldn't be burning ourselves out into the ground in order to build a business because at the end of the day, our health, our mental health is the most important thing. And if we don't have that, then we don't really have the success at the end of the day. I wanted to kind of jump into that sentence there. And, and I would love for you guys to kind of voice it in your own words. I feel like you might have already talked about it a little bit, but like what is work-life integration and, and what does a successful mix of that look like maybe in your own lives or how you've seen with the women you work with? It's funny because this is something we talk about all the time. It's actually something we check in on each other a lot about. And Ankita, I'll let you chime in a sec, obviously. But for me, like I have one child, he's 21 months old. And then I have another one due um, in July. And for me now, it's like I stop work at 4.30 to go pick him up from daycare. I make dinner with my family. Like I'm off my phone and computer. I typically don't work Fridays anymore because I have my son home. If I need to hop in, I will obviously and answer emails. But like for me, it's being more present. And so when I work, I'm working hard. I'm very focused. I don't procrastinate. I put everything on do not disturb. Um, I don't waste time. And then when I'm not working, I'm present with my family. And Ankita and I talk about it all the time because obviously from my experience with the stylist LA where I like worked all the time, that wasn't healthy. And in the end, it wasn't actually good for the business. So it's something we talk about a lot. And I think work-life balance means different things for different people. But one of the things that Ankita and I are so passionate about is we don't want female founders to feel worthy because they're busy, right? Like busy does not equal productivity and neither of those things equal worthiness anyways, right? So it's like, I think we got stuck in this culture of like, let me fill my schedule and I'm so busy. And so that means I'm good enough or I'm working hard enough. And that's just, that's just not the reality. But Ankita, I'll let you chime in on this too. I know we both are super passionate about this. I think for me, like work-life integration has sort of just been realizing that work sometimes feels like work and it feels like a struggle and it feels like you have to walk up uphill and on those days you give yourself grace because yeah. you've built the systems in place that things can run um and sometimes which is the phase that we're currently in work feels really freaking fun like we want to work all the time all day on the weekends and we allow ourselves to do that. Like it's fine sometimes when things are going great and you're having fun and you feel like you're energized by your work. But I'm just saying that it's not getting attached to either side of work. It's like it does it goes in phases and yep. we recognize that. Yep. Um and for me, work life integration just means allowing myself to work while I'm having fun and giving myself a break and then coming back to the things that need to get done. Um, and then the other part about this is like, just personally, you know, like I, I, I tend to start my day later because Emily's in California. I don't have a child yet. And I just feel like I can't do that. So it's fine for me to start working at about like 10 and end my day around seven. Um, and I just kind of figure out what matters to me, what my needle movers are, what I need to get done and 
prioritize my health, prioritize spending time with my husband when he gets home um, and just like phones away, computer away, just hanging out with each other, like him and I, like just so that we can also feel like our relationship is being nurtured as well. So yeah, yeah long spiel to say that work-life integration looks different for everyone, but it's allowing grace for whatever period of life you're in. I love that. I, I also think one thing we said recently that's super important to note is that like, if you start and are scaling, especially when you're scaling a company, like there are sprint periods, right? So like I don't work on Fridays, okay? However, like this past Friday, I worked like probably a half a day. Sometimes you have to. I worked some this weekend. So like it's never perfect. And I think you have to know if you're fundraising, if you're scaling, if you're launching something, like you might be in a sprint phase. But what I always say to any of our community members or anyone that's going through this, like make sure there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you're not sprinting forever. So like if you need to sprint for two weeks, that's mm -hmm. totally fine. But then give yourself like a treat at the end of that sprint and know that it's there and know that you're going to go back to, to more of a balanced life. I think, I think thinking that we'll always be balanced doesn't make sense when you run a company, but knowing that you need to revert back to that more balanced state um, when you come out of that. I think that goes along with Ankita saying like there are phases. Yeah. So when you guys are in your own personal lives, figuring out, okay, when's the sprint, when's the break, you know, how do you, how do you work on that planning? Is it like on a yearly basis, quarterly, or how do you guys figure it out? Yeah. So I'm having a baby. So we know I'm going out on leave July 15th. And for us, we've actually planned out the rest of the year. And then we plan in detail quarterly. Um, but we know when we're launching things and we know when that's coming up. And so like, here's just a silly example, right? Like we're launched. This week is a sprint. We have a lot happening this week. Next week, I go on vacation on Wednesday with my family for a few days. So like, that's my light at the end of the tunnel. And then when I know, I know when I come back, it's going to be busy until I go on maternity leave. So I think it for us, it's a little bit different because I'm going out on leave that we had to plan further in advance. Um, but I will say we, we were just together in person. So we live on opposite coasts and we were together in person and it was incredible. And we mapped out the rest of the year and for my brain, that was super helpful. Like we know we're launching our next mastermind in September. We know we're going to announce it at, at a certain point. Like we know when that's happening. Um, and I think everyone's brain's a little bit different. So it just kind of depends. But I do think being strategic and intentional with your like sprinting time and your calm time is really important rather than just being like, I'm always sprinting because we know that's an, we know that that's a recipe for burnout. So the one thing that I want to say is that both of us work in this business because we love it and we want to, but we're very intentional about the fact that we're not going to become a slave to the work we do. So I don't know if that makes sense to say like some days one of us is not feeling a hundred percent or something comes up and we allow ourselves that flexibility to say that this is why you build your own business is because you want the lifestyle. You want, you want to be able to serve the people that you're serving. You want outcomes for them and you want that freedom and flexibility in your life. Um, hopefully no one's starting a business because they want to work 24 seven because don't recommend that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I just, yeah, this is just for me to say that I, I really kind of want to stress that, you know, it's really helpful to plan out and plan ahead and figure out like, when are you launching things? Like when are you expecting a huge influx of orders if you're a product based business? Um, and you know that you're going to have busy seasons and then you give yourselves periods of rest and recovery and also analyzing what worked and what didn't. That's good for you and it's good for your business. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and one thing I that took me years to learn, I didn't learn this honestly until probably 10 years in after launching the Stylist LA, is to lean into the days when I have tons of energy and give myself grace on the days I don't. Like I tried to push through every day and now I'm I'm the most productive I've ever been in my life now. Like I joke that I think one of my superpowers is productivity and it's because when I'm focused and energized, I lean into it. And like, granted I'm pregnant, but last week on Wednesday, I was dying. I was so tired. I was like, I'm not doing any good work right now. And I took a nap because I was like, I'm either going to sit here and scroll and like refresh my email or I'm going to take a nap. And then that night I ended up logging back in and doing like great work. So I think when we give ourselves mm-hmm. permission to like listen to our bodies, listen to the phase we're in, listen to like what we need, we actually end up doing way better work. Cause like you and your body are on the same team, right? Like, and if you give yeah. it what it needs, it will perform better. And so that's just something I wish I knew at the beginning. Cause I'd be like more coffee. I'm tired, more coffee. And now I'm like going to walk or like meditate for a few minutes or like lay down for 10 minutes on the couch if you need to. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I loved everything that you guys said. And some of these things, like specifically the leaning into the days where you do have energy and those that you don't, I definitely resonate with a ton. So I thank you guys for for sharing that. I think something that um, might be known specifically uh, amongst content creators, but I'm sure it definitely is the same within business as well, is that consistency is key. And, you know, luckily we do have technology and things that kind of allow us to be more consistent. But in in those times where you're like, oh, man, like, yes, I need to take a break. But but this break could throw me off in a sense of I might get off track in my consistency and it might take me a little bit more time to start getting back into it. I know that's a problem that I've dealt with in the past. How do you guys deal with that? I mean, I think in those times you have to push through, unfortunately. I think it depends on what it is, though. Like, how important is it? Like, if we have if we have our mastermind scheduled on Thursday morning and I wake up tired, like, I can't miss our mastermind. Um, so I don't know, Ankita, do you have a good answer for that? I mean, I think I think it is work, right? It is a job. 
So like you do sometimes have to push through. Well, I, I just think that that's things that absolutely need to get done. It's just knowing those things that are like top of your list and having three for the week that you know are top of your list that those have to get done sort of no matter what. Um, and then also creating systems for yourself so that, I mean, we were talking to some of our clients about the fact that they feel overwhelmed responding to emails, like client emails. You have constant back and forth. And something that I've seen a lot of really successful people do is like they create time for that. They create two hours in the day. And, you know, sure, if you don't feel great at the time of your emails, you can be like, I, I get to this an hour from now because I'm not feeling 100%. So I'll respond to it, but just in an hour. But creating those time batches and communicating your boundaries and communicating when you're working, when you're not out is also really helpful. I also think, I don't know if you guys are, I know Ankita does, but if you know James Clear, who's the habits writer, so one thing that this is reminding me of is my workouts. Okay. So I do two workout classes a week. They're non-negotiable. They're in my schedule. Unless like the president is coming into town, then I'm sure I would miss one. But typically, unless it's something like super important, I don't miss them. So this reminds me of that. Like when you have to create content or something you have to do and you're scared you're going to get out of the habit. Even if I'm tired, I don't miss them because I'm scared of getting out of the habit. So like when Ankita was in, I do one Tuesday morning and one Wednesday midday. When Ankita was in town, I had to miss them because she was in town and that was obviously super important. Um, And then the next week I was like, I'm tired, but I can't miss them because I've got to keep the habit going. So I think it's a mix of like knowing sometimes when to be soft and let yourself chill and knowing when what you need to do is actually better for you because you can't take naps every day. Right. I mean, maybe you can, if you, if you book it into your schedule, I'm sure you can, but you can't like skip your work every day and like cut yourself slack. You have to have work days too. So I think that goes back to a balance of like, what does your body truly need right now? Um, and what would be better for you? Will you feel better if you actually get the content created? And also with content creation, one thing that that we often tell our clients is there are going to be days that you feel in a creative rut and you have nothing. Um, But there are days that you're going to be in this flow and you have like 20 ideas, but you can only execute on one. And those are the days that you write down the rest of your ideas. You don't flush them out. You don't develop them, but you write them down. And when you have the downtime, maybe you flush out one or two knowing that your future self is going to thank you the day that you're in a creative rut you're like i have this ready to go i'm just gonna hit publish on this or send this email or publish this on instagram or whatever whatever it is that you do um and like yeah it's just kind of like having like a stockpile for future yourself when you're like i don't feel like doing this well here's a good example of this ankita is like I felt overwhelmed this weekend, which is rare for me. Usually I'm like, it's cool. I got it all. We're good. And I just was like, my to-do list feels a little crazy. So yesterday morning, I built out the first draft of our landing page for something we needed to do. And that made me feel, no joke, like 100 times better. And it only took me an hour. And I like told my husband came in and I was like, I'm so happy I just did that because that was stressing me out weirdly. It's not even a thing that was stressful, but I was like, I get to put that off my list and like tomorrow me is going to be really happy that I got that done. So I think it's just like being kind to yourself also means sometimes getting things done so that it's off your plate. And I also think, sorry yeah. to keep going on this, but like, it's just learning yourself and you'll learn yourself through years of working. But like for me now, I usually know like 
today a nap would make me feel better or today actually like being super productive would make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's super helpful. And you're right. It does take a little bit of learning to really learn yourself. And that's why on this podcast, we talk so much about mm -hmm. self-awareness. And really, the only way that you develop self-awareness yeah. is if you practice it. And, you know, I think those check-ins that you guys do with each other is super important. And then, you know, a layer on top of that, you know, having the community and having people who can be that account accountability sounding board for those moments where you're like, I'm not really sure what's going to be better right now, <laughs> taking well, something off my plate or let me add taking this, a nap. Realizing it, right? And saying it out loud. So like noticing yesterday that that made me feel so much better. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Remember that. That just getting that little thing off your to-do list last week when I napped, I was like, ding, ding, ding. That actually was the right thing to do. I fell asleep in like three minutes. So clearly I needed it. And like just having that awareness and saying to yourself, oh, my brain and like body are pinging me and telling me this is something to remember. And then that's how you learn. That's how you learn what's best for you over time, I think. Well, can I also just say like yesterday, I felt overwhelmed the same way that Em had on Saturday. And what I did was I took things off my calendar. Yeah. Because I realized that I had like seven meetings this week that are all things that I do out of um, kind of like love for other people, which is like I do like free 20 minute mentorship calls sometimes. And I just realized I just need to move all seven to next week because we are in a crazy week this week and it's all really cool. And, you know, it's I'm really grateful for where we're at in our business this week. But it just to say that our outcomes were very different and that's fine even in the same business to be like Emily's outcome was building the landing page and my outcome was I need to clear my schedule to give myself some room to breathe yep. so that I don't feel like I'm running from call to call or from meeting to meeting without taking a break and then at the end of the week feeling like I don't know where the week went was it productive like what did I learn like did I listen to myself did I meditate so it just yeah. takes practice I love Listening that. to yourself takes some practice mm -hmm. and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's no, right. Very true. Yeah, that's great. And I love everything you guys said. And I can chime in too, because it's another example. I worked all weekend as well. I was on a work trip and, you know, woke up just not feeling super good. And I, I don't normally like take sick days, but like today, like I just really needed it. And, and I knew that we had this interview and I'm like, well, if I, if I kind of, um, you know, call in sick to work, like it'll make it a lot easier to bring my energy to this interview, which is going to benefit a whole lot of people at the end of the day. So that's just another example that well, listeners. I, I love that, by the way, so much, effort. you know, like just saying that of saying that you prioritized, even if it doesn't seem like a big deal to someone else, like you prioritize that. And you said, this is the one thing that I'm going to do because this is on my priority list. And for me, it's a very busy day, but I didn't feel well. And I was like, I'm not going to cancel the interview. I'm just going to power through it. I had Advil and water. And I was like, okay, I'm good to go. I can, I can do this. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation so far. And I love talking about burnout. You guys gave so many practical ideas and like tangible tips on how to actually manage burnout and how to live and be in business with having your mental health as a priority. So thank you for sharing that. I kind of want to jump into now how like the personal values and how that translates into business. How have you guys, I know how you both of you have been in several different businesses prior to this one. It seems like this is kind of like your more purpose driven 
business. How did you get to that point? What was the journey like for you? And how how can somebody learn how to infuse their own values into their business? So for me, it's interesting because if I think back to like what my driving force is in life, it's connecting with people. Okay. So connecting with people, getting to know them, like truly connecting with people. And what's funny is that I think back to the stylist LA, that's what I was doing through clothes. So we had stores. So I got to connect with the consumer when they felt like a million bucks in their outfit. I felt like a million bucks. Like it was truly connecting with the consumer. So my purpose has always been the same. It's just been through different avenues. And so it started with clothes and I still love clothes and I still love fashion and I still love running a fashion company, but fashion has evolved over the years. Obviously like e-com is a lot bigger, you know, and, and, and that's fine. But I found the new, I found the new way for me to really fulfill my passion is by connecting and helping and, you know, supporting female founders. And so that for me is really important. And the integrity of our work is really important. So like I say to Ankita, I think one of the things that really sets us apart, and this might sound like bragging, but it's something we're really proud of is like when people attend our free webinars, they're like, wow, this is really impressive information. And that's like something that that I feel so passionate about is that like what we're putting out in the world is really valuable. Um, I think there are a lot of coaches out there who like built their coaching businesses, which is great, but like they haven't built other businesses. And I just am really proud of that for us. So I would say like my driving force is connecting, connecting and supporting women. Um, always has been. And now it just happens to be through the lens of a community for female founders. I think it's a really good question. The one that you asked, because I think the the truth is that a lot of times we start measuring our worth based on how successful we've been in a particular venture. Um, And I, I can tell you a little bit more about how Emily and I approach this in our business. But for me, the threat has always been. So when I graduated college, I was a, I was a fellow in venture. I work for a venture-backed startup. I love the startup world, but I really wanted to find something good with in my life. Like I wanted to do something good with my life. So I went, lived in a nonprofit retreat site, worked at a nonprofit for three and a half years, went to business school to try to bring my worlds together, and then was working at a very large nonprofit on the corporate side, funding social entrepreneurs. So basically back to nonprofit for another three years. And I formed many companies along the way. <laughs> but I think that my kind of values and my thread were how do we make business a force of good? How do we really enable people to create companies that are profitable while serving the world? So like I was always given the choice that I could either do good or make a ton of money. And I no longer wanted to make that choice. I wanted to have it have both. Mm-hmm. And, and to really think about it as like, you can do affirmations all day long about the good that you're going to do with money, but like until you tangibly do good with the money, it's not going to settle into your conscious. And so like when I realized that I could be working with these companies and transforming the strategy inside out, um, help them be really successful, but also transform their supply chains, like affect a lot more people, like fund artisans. In some cases, like just transform the way business was done. I just realized that we need to bring this to smaller businesses a newer businesses. You shouldn't be um, like a conglomerate, multi-billion, trillion dollar business to do good. You have to do good, whatever your business is. So so that's sort of my my why is like, how can we have good, profitable businesses and all be part of that ecosystem? Psst. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? 
Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well, I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. And that reminds me of another passion of ours that's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a newer passion because I think we both have always felt this way, but something that we've recently vocalized is like, we want women to make more money. We want women to make more money. In my previous business, The Stylist LA, I, or not previous, but the first one I started, I hardly paid myself. I, even though we raised VC money, like I was constantly growing the company. I put myself last, um, didn't have a 401k, didn't pay myself, like worked all the time. And I don't think that's the way to start and grow a company. I actually think that female founders, when you make money, you can do more good in your own life and in the lives of others. And so we talk about this a lot now. Like we're like, we want our founders to make money. How can you get to profitability quicker? And how can we help you like increase your revenue? And so that's something and like know your numbers. So you understand where, where your money is going. And so you understand what's left over. And that's become something that we're really passionate about because we truly believe that when women make more money, they have more power in the world and they can do more good. Well, also, I just want to say, right, like, I feel like I've, we have seen founders fall, fall in one of two sides. They either glamorize the, like, poor, broke founder lifestyle, or they're wanting to be a billion-dollar creator in two years, and they have no idea how to get there. <laughs> um, but, like, neither one of these is healthy um, or normal. Like, there's really a way of creating a business, that's, and that's what we mean by your values. To say not everyone needs to have a million dollar business. If that's what you want, we can help you get there. We'll help you create the roadmap and the strategy to get you there. But not everyone needs to have it. That means that means a lot of different things because you're not going to, most of the time, you're not going to create a million dollar business by yourself. You're going to need other people that work for you. You're going to need like a different level of systems, a different level of operations, a different level of expenses. Maybe that's not for you. Maybe that's not the way that you want to live your life. Like maybe you'd be totally happy making whatever, like $200,000 a year and like, you know, only working three days a week. So it's just sort of like, you know, just like just removing yourself and like looking at it on the outside and being like your vision and your why um, is your kind of North Star. And the way that you get there can change. Like you also have to be flexible with the market and go with go with whatever is most aligned to you and your life in that given moment. Yeah, I love all of that that you guys just said. And I love how you specifically talked about either marrying two things that you thought was very important that just you didn't want to choose between one or the other. Or it's, you know, taking a look at, okay, well, I don't want to have a billion dollar business and and maybe I don't want to have poor entrepreneurial mindset. I also want to say that like we're coming out of a phase where like the 
hustle culture, starving founder was glamorized. Like you raise VC money, you are like sleeping on someone's couch, building a tech company, working a hundred hours a week like that. And luckily we're coming out of that where now people are prioritizing profitability and paying yourself. And so I think like what's interesting with my background is I was definitely caught up in that phase because I raised VC money. Everyone I was friends with was like, I was not sleeping on couches, but like people were sleeping on couches and like, you know, like living that life. And so I just think that's not sustainable. So I'm glad that the narrative around that has changed and we're hoping to help change that narrative even further. And for me, I came from the background where, you know, you're told that you're doing this incredible impact in the world. You're making this incredible impact in the world by working at very large, prestigious nonprofits. And so you shouldn't worry about the money because you're making this impact and it's sort of like prestige of raising venture or the satisfaction of working in nonprofit doesn't need to exist in isolation. It can exist along with creating the life that you want. Um, and that goes with, from everything to the time that you work during the day, to how much money you make, to how present you are for your family, to just, just kind of all of it, to who you are as a person essentially is so. It's funny you say that, though, because sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like now we're finally saying like women want to make money, right? So like money for women used to be something that was a little more taboo. And I also think that's changing where now we're like, it's okay to make money. It's okay to make a lot of money. It's okay if you want to make a lot of money as a woman. And so I think that's part of the narrative shifting is that we always were like, oh, like I need to do good or, oh, I need to like put everyone before myself. And now it's like, no, it's okay to want to make money. Money's not bad. Yeah. And it's- and also, I, I can also say this because we've both been there. It's also okay to take a step back and take a break or to be like, you know what, the thing, the way that I was just sort of like in Amelie's example, she's still running the Stylist LA, but it's a very different version than what it looked like. And I actually have been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about pivoting in business or pivoting in your life a lot. And just Mm-hmm. knowing that that is not a sign of a sign of failure that to me is actually a sign of success that you recognize that what what previously worked and fulfilled you is no longer working and fulfilling you and it's absolutely okay to take to pivot your business to pivot your life and 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 to do the things that fulfill you now and and that's kind of even how we're building our company is giving ourselves space and the grace that we absolutely love and respect each other and we always will. And if someday one of us decides that something else has caught our passion or or has taken off and is demanding our attention, that it's fine for us to give ourselves that grace that we don't always have to do this together. And and that's a big, that's a big thing for me to say on a podcast, right? Like it's like, but but we talk about this openly. We talk about it in front of everyone to say like, if you have a co-founder and you decide to go your own ways, that's not a sign of failure. That's a sign that of success because one of you has found something else that's super exciting. And the the other one can still take this and build it forward. And the same way with Stylist LA, like going from like brick and mortar, 15 person team retail stores to an online only model is a sign of success because now it's profitable. It's Yep. It's running as its own vision of connecting people, of helping people feel good, just in a different way than you originally thought. Well, and closing the retail stores yeah. to some could have been seen as a failure. And to me, it was a huge success because I saw the market changing. We closed SF in 
May of 2020. And I just knew I was like, COVID is going to be a long game. And SF is going to be one of the last cities to come back from it. And thank God we did. So let's just say that. But that could have been seen as a failure, right? Like we're closing a retail store. And I actually am so proud of that decision and so proud of the timing of that decision that we made it so quickly. So I think I think I'm gl- I'm glad you brought that up. I know we're kind of on tangents, but I think a pivot. Remember, sometimes a pivot or a change takes a lot of strength, and it's something to be extremely proud of. I really love the the tangent that we went on, though. I think that was super important to cover, and and it's a re- really great perspective as well. Is that you know sometimes I feel like in my own life, you know, I've, I've pivoted from several different businesses, and in my in the back of my mind, it, it did feel like, am I just giving up? Am I just not having perseverance? And, you know, those types of qualities are not necessarily looked at in in a good light. But the truth is, is that if you have something that you have a calling towards or something that is a bigger opportunity and it aligns well with you, like you, by all means, should pursue that thing. And you're never, well at least I can say this for myself, like I'm not going to ever give up on my dreams or like success. Like I'm still working hard. I'm still doing that. And, and that at the end of the day is what, what matters is as long as you're doing what you need to do to achieve the goals that you set, you're not giving up and you're not a failure because you're still moving. It goes back to you knowing yourself and like, so if you know yourself so well and you know that you're, what you're doing is in line with your greater goals or you know, like what you really want out of life, like then you can feel confident in that decision. And I felt confident in the decision to close San Francisco. Granted, I thought other people might look at it as a failure, but I didn't really care. Like I was like, I feel so strongly about this. Like I know this is the right decision in my gut. Um, so, you know, I think that's important as well. Sorry, Ankita, I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. Um, one thing that I want to say is everything that you've done, been through, or everyone that you've interacted with, you've learned something. Yeah. And I think that it's doing yourself a disservice by not remembering the lessons that you've learned. And like just viewing those as an amazing gift. Like what an amazing gift that you got to learn from all these businesses that didn't work out because now you know, um, and you can help other people, you could potentially even help yourself like with your future business of just realizing the things that got you your customers and the things that didn't work. and things that worked once don't always work. So it's like you're continuously going to learn this. You're continuously going to learn the lessons. Yeah, I, I just think like one of the one of our favorite things to say to each other and to our community is it never really gets easier. You just get better at handling rejection. You just get better at, at like handling the no's, at handling the failures. Um, you're never really going to be like, you know, it's, it's going to be easeful. It's going to be in flow. Like all of that are things that we wish for everyone. Um, But there's always going to be things for you to learn. Otherwise, like, why even do this? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's so great that you guys are going so deep into this because I feel like Maybe maybe you're listening and you feel like, oh man, I've been in so many different jobs that I'm like, what is the point of this? Like, why did I work retail? Why did I work in food service? You know, this has just been such a drain. I want to be doing this big thing that like is really calling my attention, but why am I stuck in this place? And I think what Ankita just said about taking all of your experiences and connecting it to 
the future thing that you're going to do by learning in the moment is really going to help you to not only learn what you need to learn, but like be happy and content in the moment. And sometimes that's really hard for us to do, but just know that what you're going through is a purpose, even if it doesn't look like it and just keep on going and and keep on um, doing it with a smile on your face and being happy about it. Because at the end of the day, today is today and tomorrow is tomorrow. You only have today right now. So I worked a ton of retail and I'll tell you, it has helped me so much in my career. I learned so much from it. So that being said, yeah. Also, if I can offer a suggestion to anyone that listens, it's to keep a joy journal where you write down the things that fill your cup and you write down the things that really drain you. Um, And if you ever feel like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life or I don't even know what I want to be doing, it's like, you know, like you look at the things that fulfill you and like just celebrate you being here as like, that is the reason, that is a reason for celebration. It's just the fact that you're here and the joy journal helps you be more self-aware. So that's that's what I wanted to say. It helps you figure out what you like and what you don't. Not to give everyone homework, but it's actually really helpful. Yeah. So, you know, I think journaling, yes, it does feel like work sometimes, but it's the most beneficial work that you can have <laughs> at the end of the day because it helps you to learn like the verbalization, Emily, you mentioned earlier of like saying like, oh, doing this thing made me feel better. I can't really remember a whole lot of things, but, but if I write it down and I have a chance to like look back at it, even the act of just writing it down like helps it sink into my brain a little bit deeper. So that way I remember Definitely. it the next time. Well, awesome. Well, we only have just a few minutes left. So, but this has been such a wonderful conversation. You've been delivering so many tangible tips and we've went so deep into only a few topics, but I feel like that was so necessary in this conversation. So Uh, I know you guys already talked about the community, but is there anything else that you wanted to say about it to help people learn of like where to find this community and how can they reach you? Yeah, definitely. I think probably our biggest message is you don't have to build a company alone. Don't feel like you have to if you're thinking about starting one um, or you already have one and you're, you're launching or you're scaling or whatever, like you don't have to do it alone. There's a community or a support system out there for you that can help. And so, um, we're at myfoundercircle.com. And like we said, the community's free. Ankita, anything else? Yeah. And um, I mean, and if you have a company that you're hoping to get to the next level, we also offer a lot of one-on-one and one-to-many support. So we have a mastermind that we do two times a year. We're in it at the moment. We have our second one in September 2022. We work a ton with new businesses um, and with established businesses just to create their roadmap. But that's the first thing we do with everyone we work, whether it's in a mastermind or one-on-one format, is we figure out your strategy for the next six months. We make your life simple. And that's our goal, is how are you going to make more money and serve more people while having fun? So um, yeah, myfoundercircle.com, we're always in there. It's it's completely free. We host a ton of workshops and also bring in guest teachers that are the best of the best. We have an incredible list of fireside chat guests lined up for the rest of the year. So yeah, we would just love for everyone to be in there and for people to start more businesses and be more successful at their businesses. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely going to be joining the community after this. You guys have just been so wonderful. So thank you so much, Emily and Ankita. I am a person of faith, so I do like to pray for my guests at the end of the episode, if you guys would allow me very quickly. 
All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful day and and bringing Emily and, and Kita into my life and, and being able to uh, promote and project their voices into the world to those women who desperately need it. We know that you've you've given us all callings in our life that help to make the world a better place, and you have now equipped Ankita and Emily to um, be able to shed their knowledge and experience um, into the world to help those women be able to fulfill that calling. I pray for just a tremendous blessing upon each and each and every one of their lives, in their personal lives and in their businesses, just tremendous financial success. So that way they can help more people. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.